Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. I want to read to you the verses that contain this word. It's Isaiah chapter 54 and the first five verses of that chapter. It starts off like this in verse 1. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not laboured with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Don't spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Don't fear. For you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you'll not be put to shame. For you'll forget the shame of your youth and you will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name and your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He's called the God of the whole earth. And the word of the Lord that I heard as clear as anything I've heard was I heard the Holy Spirit say that 2019 is the year for Metro for Enlarge. It's the year for Stretch and it's the year for Strengthen. Now this woman needs a miracle. But is there any of us either here in front of me or watching and listening somewhere else Is there any of us that don't need a miracle? The truth is, even if my life is complete, my life is whole and blessed, would my vision be so dim that I couldn't see past me and see the needs that are around me? The reality is that we need the miraculous. Our world certainly does. And so this Powerful word of enlarge is about more than us and what I need, what I want, what would satisfy me. It's far more than that. It's actually about God wanting to say, I want to draw the circle of your life larger than it's ever been before. Can I say to you just while it's in my mind to say it right now, you know, the year before last, This church gave over and above all of our other giving so that we could go and uh, start and investigate in India what God wanted to do there. And so last year, 2018, Pastor Hayden Glass and myself and Rhonda, uh, Mark and Andrea Patterson from Transform, we went to India, to Hyderabad, a city of 27 million. And uh, God opened up some miraculous, and I mean supernatural doors. We're already in Malaysia through Red Frogs and uh, now we're in India. Hayden told me only a week or so ago that he's going back to India in the middle of this year and then going on from there, God willing, on to Egypt. Uh, Some of you remember the visit of Pastor Fakri 
and Mary Hannah to our church. And so when the scripture here says, your descendants will inherit the nations, I believe this is a year where God wants to draw the circle a lot larger than it's ever been before. When it comes to the ministry of hope, which we call our community arm, but the truth is it's not the arm of Metro. It's actually the heart of Metro. It's not about what we do in a department. It's about how our heart is for every person that's got need. And we've done an amazing job as a church. And I'm not saying this to blow our own trumpet, but you can go down yourself sometime and see the letters and the thank yous and the certificates and all that stuff. But I believe that God wants to draw a larger circle around hope to include so many more people with so many needs. I woke up this morning thinking about the need for places for particularly uh, mums uh, that are homeless. I don't know how or what anything's going to take place out of that. But I hear the Holy Spirit say, enlarge, stretch. Stretch means it's not within my ready grasp. It's not something I can easily grab a hold of. I have to lean out. I have to stretch beyond my comfortable place. I have to reach out beyond what's normal and safe. And I have to stretch for that. And he says, if you'll do that, I will strengthen you in the journey for it. I believe it's the year of enlarge. Draw a bigger circle around your life, whatever ministry you're in. Draw a larger circle than you've ever drawn before. As a church, we want to draw larger circles. We want to say, God, there's so much more that you're able to do. What we started last year with Yes Text and seeing people come to Christ in the most safe and authentic way possible, where it's not because of pressure, but they make a choice. I watched a man two Sunday nights ago in the Sunday night service. When they put up the yes text, he got out his phone and took a photo of it. And I wondered whether he might be one of the ones in the next few days that would say yes to Christ via yes text. And so that started, but now this year we're drawing a larger circle. We're saying we want to do more than that. We don't want to simply have people make a decision to follow Christ. We want them to become disciples of Christ. So our online discipleship program kicks off at the end of March this year. Jan Green, one of the most educated people in this church, sitting right there, uh, in the second row, Jan with degrees in theology and all kinds of stuff. Uh, she's writing that along with Pastor Bruce's help. And uh, together, they're putting together a 14 subject. Anyway, I never meant to say any of this. None of this is in my notes. But uh, I, I didn't have there about drawing the larger circle either. You want to read my notes? It says enlarge and stretch and strengthen. That's it. But I feel like the Holy Spirit, come on, wants to say to everyone, listen, don't say, yeah, but I'm not a part of this church. You are here today for a reason. You're here because God wanted you to hear this, that it's time to draw a larger circle around your life. And he doesn't say, yeah, but only if you're young. And only if you've got lots of energy or only if you've got money or only if you've got time. He's saying to every single one of you, regardless of age, regardless of experience, regardless of resource, he's saying, would you draw a larger circle around your life in 2019? Would you say, God, you can do more in my life? This woman needs a miracle. 
all of us need it. And so enlarge is an invitation. First of all, an invitation to you and to me to allow God to use us, to speak through us, to position us to do something extraordinary. It's an invitation. But when I thought about that, I realised how much of Jesus' language was the language of invitation. He told parables about people getting invited to parties, about getting invited to feasts. The first miracle he ever did was at a place of invitation, the wedding in Cana of Galilee. It says specifically, and Jesus and his disciples were invited. And in that place, the first miracle was celebrating invitation. And then his words, what about, uh, come unto me, Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, come unto me all you that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's an invitation. What about what Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 7, verse 37, I think. It says this, if any man thirst, any woman thirst, let them come unto me and drink freely. What about the, one of the last verses of the entire Bible? Revelation 22 verse 17 says, And the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, and the Bride, that's us, the church, and the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Now, I cannot control every other church. I've got no influence or say in many of them. But can I say to you, for this church, for Metro, as long as there is breath, we will echo the words of the Holy Spirit and we will draw a larger circle that says, Come, that says, Come, that says, Come, not just to church, but you can come to Christ. You can come and drink of the water of life. We don't have a method, we don't have a program. We don't have a system. We don't have a plan. What we do have is the water of life that you can come and freely drink from. It's an invitation to you and I. But in large, it's also an invitation to God to do what we can't and to do what we haven't earned or deserved. It's an invitation to God to act in such a way that everybody looking on has got to say that had to be God. Can I just pause a minute and say what a joy it is? Personally, I've been pastor of this church, this is 31 now, years, since it started. The only senior pastor it's had, and I've never let them try anybody else in case they liked them better. (laughs) That's not true. Every year I tell the Lord, it's yours, not mine. You can do with it what you want. But you know, can I say what a joy it is to lead a church where everybody in it is saying, God, what do you want to do? God, you can inhabit this space. A church where people aren't going, well, it's up to the pastor and the pastor order and they order. But to be a part of a church where everybody in it is looking to God and they're believing that God. And so you hear stories back every single week. I hear them every week of people that have had remarkable answers to prayer, remarkable turnarounds in their life remarkable salvation and transformation in people's lives. Why? Simply because enlarge is not simply a God inviting me into His space. It's whenever I accept enlarge, I'm inviting God into my space. I'm saying, God, 
please come. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Even so, come. Even so, come. Holy Spirit, we used to sing it a thousand years ago. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. We have no power but the power of the Holy Spirit. We have no grace but the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have no Lord but the one who sits at the right hand of God. All we have, really, as a church, if if you boil it down, take away all the lights and all the tech and all of the gifts and all of the talents, at the center of it all, you will discover the Lord Jesus Christ, the one we worship and love. That's what you'll find. You'll find that and you'll go, what is it? What can this church do for me? I'd say to you, oh, it's pretty simple. This church can help you find Jesus. And this church can help you grow to love Jesus. And this church can help you mature in Jesus. And this church can help you serve Jesus. And this church can help you to be used by Jesus. And this church can help you to be a blessing to others in Jesus' name. That's what this church can do for you. This church can simply help you find a space. Maybe this is your church. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But you've got to have one somewhere. And I'd love you to, to begin 2019 with the invitation of enlarge, saying, Lord, I'm saying that today. Will you draw a larger circle around my life? God, I'm going to kick back some of the fences, some of the I can'ts, some of the I've never done befores, some of the, yeah, well, I tried. Oh, I've had too much disappointment. We kick back some of that. We start saying, God, what might you do? What might you do? What might you do? Today is my mother-in-law's 87th birthday. 87, Mary. God bless her. And I'll tell you what a joy it is. We were there for two days last week. What a joy it is to sit with someone who's 87 and has still got a rock-solid faith in Christ and a rock-solid believing and praying for other people in her life. What a joy that is. It's a, it's a joy, don't you think? I think it's a joy. Listen, if you don't know Jesus and all you know is church, oh, you are so ripped off. You are so totally ripped off. You are so totally ripped off. You know, listen, don't come to church to find some agenda or some plan. Never come to church to find your ministry. Come on. If you find Jesus, ministry happens. Jesus never said to them, follow my plan. He never went to Peter and John, the fishermen. He said, come follow my strategy. He never went to Matthew, the tax collector, and said, I've got a great marketing idea. I've got this great world-conquering idea. He said to every single one of them, follow me, me, me. And they followed him, and none of them had any idea what was going to happen. None of them had any idea of ministry. None of them had ever been through EFM and had their spiritual gifts questionnaire filled out. None of them had ever done anything like it. But you know, when you follow Jesus, ministry is the outflow of life with Christ. Come on, come on, come on. Otherwise, after a while, we start thinking we know stuff. And the biggest problem is our knowing stuff gets in the road of Jesus doing stuff. Doesn't mean you've got to be ignorant. There's no blessing on that. We're not starting online discipleship because we want people to be ignorant. We want every believer to, I'm going to do the course, by the way. I think it'd be great. I might discover a few things. Oh, so that's how you understand the Old Testament. Oh, hopefully I know it, but put that out. 
So all these things that are taking place, ministering to 1,600 uni students 100 metres from our door, that's an invitation to you because we're going to need you to be involved. We only discovered a couple of weeks ago they've made our uni commencement service on the 24th of Feb. It's an official um, event for the entire building. And it's on the official calendar, Metro Church. So uh, I don't know how many people are coming, but it's going to be just mobs. And if you're not from Australia, mobs is a word Australians use to describe any number bigger than two. We don't go for all that fancy, you know, pride of lines. We'd say a mob of lines. We don't say, oh, there, look, there's a murder of crows. Because that's the collective noun for crows, is a murder. We don't say, oh, mob of crows. We don't say, a flock of pelicans. Oh, look, a mob of pelicans. It's great, really. Learn Australian. As you learn it, this has got nothing to do with the message, but uh, some of you need to hear this for sure. It's a lot easier if you learn Australian because you only got to know a couple of words. Mobs and fair income will get you past just about everything you need. Someone tells you something you don't understand, you go, fair income. If they say something you do know, you go, fair income. If you're not sure about someone, you go, are they fair income? It is... I've taught this to lots of people around the world. They look at me and go, wish we had a word like that. And I go, you can't, it's ours. But I'll let you use it. I know that this year God's going to enlarge our reach. He's going to enlarge our teach. And he's going to enlarge our release. When it says there, your descendants will inherit the nations. I prophesy to you, this is going to be a year of us going and seeing God do so much more in our life. But it's not just an invitation that it's nice. It's also a challenge. I've thought about this lady every day for months. I've thought of what it must have been like to have heard this word from the Lord. The Lord says, sing, O barren. He's not trying to get her to pretend. He's identifying her condition. He says, you're barren. Verse four says she does not even have a husband anymore. She used to be married. Her and her husband have tried and, well, it's just been a lifetime of almost. And so then her husband, tragically, somewhere along the way, he dies. Because verse 4 says, you won't remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. So now she's got only no children, but no husband either. And then into that circumstance, listen to me this morning, God says, sing. I love the fact that God does not act like people. People would come around and go, oh, well, never mind. Oh, well, must be another plan. And God turns up and goes, tell you what I want you to do. I want you to sing. And I imagine this woman hearing this for the first time. Why even Mary, the mother of Christ, when the angel said to her, you're going to bear a child, she said, how can this be, seeing I have never known a man? John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, said to the angel, that can't happen. Why, I'm old and so's my wife. I read this morning about Abram in Genesis 15, where Abram, when God says, a year from now, you'll have a son. 
He laughs. And God says, that's why God said to him, you're going to call his name Isaac. Because it means laughter. God wanted to remind him through his son, wanted every day he called out his name to remember there was a moment where it was too big. There was a moment where you couldn't believe it. There was a moment where it was all too hard. And every time he'd look at that child and call Isaac, he'd remember there was a point where his faith wasn't enough, where he couldn't see it happen. It's a challenge, no doubt at all. It's a challenge. He says, I want you to enlarge. I want you to stretch. I want you to strengthen. And this woman imagines herself going down to the local hardware and ordering all the timber or all the whatever material to enlarge her house. And they go, oh, are you expecting guests? She says, no, just one. Who's coming? She said, I don't know. When are they coming? I don't know. But she goes out and enlarges and she stretches and she strengthens as God challenges her past and he challenges her circumstances and he challenges what she knows to be so. She doesn't know how, but faith doesn't start with how. She doesn't know when, but faith never starts with when. Faith always starts with who. The truth is, if God said it, that's it. Can you and I let God challenge what we know to be so? There are so many things this year. I was talking to Amanda Ellaby, sitting in the front row of the husband, Steve. God bless you, Steve. You are a man of faith. You are a champion. I mean that. Genuinely, I always love the spouses who release their, their spouse to come and serve in church. And I go, well, heck, they earn twice as much money somewhere else. Three times? Don't tell me, I don't want to know. I just keep saying heavenly rewards are amazing. But you know, this, this couple and, and a man had taken on the leadership of hope this year. And, and I, I have no idea how. And I have no idea when. I just know who. It's God and Amanda Ellaby. Oh, and all the rest of the team as well. Don't want to not include you. It's God, isn't it? God speaks and says, draw a larger circle. It's really about, if he said that to your life, you go, but Jeff, I don't know. I want to know how. How many people here, you're one of those people, you've got to know it all before you get out of the car. Huh? How many of you here, you research everything on the internet like about a million times? You've gone, you've read 17 reviews online about that hotel that you might stay at and you've got it on Google Earth and you've swiveled around and you've checked the car park and you've checked the menu. Is there gluten-free option on there? And, oh, and on you. How many of you, come on, be honest. You can be honest. How many of you, that's you? How many of you are like me? Go, whatever. Uh, see, look at you all. Doesn't matter which one you are. Quite frankly, you just are who you are. But can you and I let God challenge what we know to be so? We don't know how for some things. We don't know when, but we do know who. Can you make the shift that releases the miraculous in your life? I know that can be a Christian cliche, 
But as much as I've heard enlarge and stretch and strengthen, I heard the Holy Spirit say, it's a year for miracles. Can we make the shift tonight, by the way, I'm speaking on the four shifts that every believer's got to make. Some point in your life, if you ever want to grow, if you don't want to have stunted growth and you want to grow, you've got to make four shifts. And that's going to be a great service. But if God has said enlarge, it can and will be so. If he said stretch, then we can reach beyond what we've ever reached before. And if he said strengthen, then you and I are well able. Sometimes I love to think back about all the times when I thought I wouldn't make it, but I obviously did. It's become a thing in my head when I face great obstacles. I just go back and rehearse all the times I thought I wouldn't make it, and I obviously did. I go, oh, well, it was a lie last time. It's probably a lie right now. Truth is, truth is not what things look like. Truth is what God says. Amen. Some of you here right now that are thinking about your personality and about your way you like things and you don't think you can because you couldn't draw a bigger circle, you'd feel too insecure and too unsafe. Can I say to you, if you'll just draw the circle, listen to this. This thought came to me this morning that she is responsible to make a larger space, but God is responsible to fill the larger space. Are you getting this? God isn't asking you to come up with it all. I prayed with somebody in the week I was away who needs a miracle. They've exhausted all the options available. And I sat with this couple and I said, you know, you can't manufacture a miracle and neither can I but I do know the God of miracles. See, it's not about how, and it's not about when, it's about who. And so I, I, I pray with them without pressure. I don't have to make something happen. It's not my reputation on the line. I just go and say, I'll draw the larger circle. Come on, some of you here that maybe you've been hurt in the past. Maybe some of you even said, I'll never join a church ever again. I'm just going to watch for a long time. You've got trust issues with good reason. People have hurt you. People have abused your giftings and your talents. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but I'm saying it for somebody here. Where you came out of that situation feeling like, you know, you just were misused, not abused, only misused. And you come out of that. And you go, God, I'm, just drawing a really small circle because it's the only safe one. And God says to you, if you'll draw a larger circle, you couldn't fill it, but I will. All you got to do, come on, just draw a larger circle. For some of you, that's just, maybe it's a larger circle in your serving. Maybe it's a larger circle in your giving. Maybe you've always thought, well, you know, I don't really... Not sure God will back it up, so I better just hold plenty back in case. Why don't you draw a larger circle this year? Some of you here, when it comes to just a whole lot of stuff about your life, why don't you just draw a larger circle? 
You know, God's never asked me to draw a circle to fit everything in. Pastor Danny Guglielmucci said to me this week, I thought it was profound. He said, you know, many of us have given everything. And now we come into a season where God says, I want you to give to your strengths. God isn't asking me to do everything. He's not asking you to become the answer to every problem. He's just saying, would you draw a larger circle in your life in Jesus' name? I want the team to please come. We're going to sing together in a minute that song, I Give You Glory. We sang it earlier on. I don't know what the name of it is, but I'm going to call it that. Usually in our meetings where services are getting planned and prepared and whatever, thank God they are. I'll say, how's that song go? Because I don't know the titles. So someone has to sing it to me. Oh, yeah, I know that one. 2019, enlarge, stretch, strengthen. I want to pray with all of us here this morning that just want to say, Lord, I'll draw a larger circle. Bit scary. Maybe you just draw it slightly bigger. That's all right. I don't mind how big you draw it, so long as it's bigger than your life looks like now. Just draw a larger circle and say, God, I'm trusting you to fill that. Why don't you draw it larger than anything you could do? Who knows where God will take you this year? Who knows what God will do with you this year as you let him do that in Jesus' name? Heavenly Father, we thank you for every person that's here. She needed a miracle, Lord, and so do we. We need miracles in our health. We need miracles in our finance. We need miracles in our character. We need miracles in our families. We need miracles in our giftings. There isn't one of us here, Lord, that does not need you to inhabit a larger space in our life than what we already have. I pray, Holy Spirit, right across this church, as I know you are speaking to every heart. This is not a word just for Metro. It's a word for everyone here. Draw a larger circle of your life in Jesus' name. Father, I pray you'll help us. Help us to do more than hear a message and have a quick start at it. But lead us through this year where at the end of it we'll say, man, you know, that had to be God. I never could have done that. That had to be the Holy Spirit helping me in Jesus' name. 